You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Good morning, everyone. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM on a Tuesday. Coming up, first we got to find out what happened on the NBA hardwood last night with a couple of record-setting performances. We will get into that at 620. Oh, yeah, baby. We're going to gear up for championship week in the NFL, starting with the Chiefs and Ravens in Baltimore, followed by the Lions and the Niners in San Francisco. During the 7 o'clock hour, we will find out what's on tap today in the NBA before Chelsea puts together her famous Tuesday teaser. Then we will continue talking NFL football during the 8 o'clock hour, along with BetQL's PJ Glasser and the Donkster at 8.45. Chelsea, what's going on on this Tuesday morning? How you feeling? Good morning. So I have dove feet first into basketball now. And last night I was following the games. Of course, my best bet was the late game, so I couldn't even follow it. Uh, But my lean of the day, of course, was Joel Embiid over his points prop. And I was like, 34 and a half. That's a pretty high number. Better not play it. Of course, I'm watching these games. He gets 70 damn points. Have you ever had a lean like this that was just – you know, a clear as day winner. Cause I like the play. The matchup was great. This was one of like the mismatches of the day. Like according to the grip where you look at points allowed versus this position, mm-hmm. the Spurs had been really terrible against opposing centers. Uh, but 34 and a half, I was like, Chelsea, nobody's going to respect you if you give out a number <laughs> that high. Uh, so yeah, I have some regrets about that one. Uh, I don't have any regrets about my best bet though. Uh, it didn't win, but still it was, a great matchup for DeMontis Sabonis. Like, I needed him to score 21 points. He only scored 14. Uh, but I got to follow, follow like, the first quarter of this game. Oh. And he had shot the ball one time. And I was following huh. on the game tracker. It said, DeMontis Sabonis missed layup. And I was like, uh-oh, huh. this game's not going to go great, <laughs> is it? So he had only shot one time the first, like, 10 minutes of the first quarter. I was like, great. It's not going to be a shooting night for DeMontis Sabonis. But, uh, yeah, I wish I would have played a game that was not popping off so late because I did stay up a little too late to follow it. Uh, But otherwise, it's a good morning. I was going to ask you, how late did you stay up last night? Because I pushed the envelope. Oh, I was in bed at, what was it, 7.45 last night, pushing 8 o'clock so late for me. I was checking my phone, but I was watching the new True Detective 
on Max with the lovely Catherine. Have you seen that at all? Has anyone here watched that but me? No? No, the one with Jodie Foster? We used to subscribe to HBO Max, but we cut it. Uh, We hadn't watched anything. Because the True Detective series, I will say, is one of the better series I had watched. But I think the newest version I didn't like. So I kind of said to myself, all right. So the new version is good, I'm assuming? Yes, it's really good. Now, I will say the chemistry between the two primary actresses is something that I think is still sort of developing. But overall, the storyline and the acting, I think, is really good. Because I'm like you, I first started watching this. And the original with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson was incredible. And then it was like this slow downslide and it wasn't as good. But I feel like this is a step up. So, yeah, it's been good. And I'm like you. I think we have Max because... I think Catherine still has it, but we're like, we never watch this. So I think we're going to keep it until this is done. And then we may skedaddle. Yeah, I think that's the problem. If you have all of these streaming devices and you're not actively watching all of them, it's just money down the drain. And do you ever get those emails? They're like, we're raising our subscription fees. You're like, yeah. great, wonderful, can't wait. So it feels like something they're all doing to us. Netflix is the only one I think I will always keep because it has like the Mm -hmm. widest array of things so i think that's the one that's going to be the primary and the other ones are just for fun so uh, i think that's the only one i have right now is uh netflix oh yeah well that's the thing is that you're supposed to save money by cutting the cord right and then you're paying for like eight billion streaming services and you're getting the point where you say well what's the point of all of this I was trying to save money, but now if I want to watch all these shows, I have to pay this service, Netflix, Max, Peacock, Paramount Plus, whatever it is, Apple TV. And then you look at your bill and like, this is the same. So I'm kind of with you there. We're trying to cut down on our streaming services as well. I want to keep this betting streak going here. Chelsea, a couple wins on the ice last night. Let's go. hot. Woo, it's been a nice start to the year. Trying to keep it going. Had the Blackhawks and Canucks under six and a half. The Nucks win two nothing. That was a dub. Man, such a mismatch in that one. The puck line, not one and a half. The puck line was two and a half because the Nucks are just so much better than lowly Chicago. So at least Chicago covered the puck line. Also had Bruins Jets under six. I actually like that bet even better. And Bruins win 4-1. So a 2-0 night for me. As for the Donkster, oh, taking a couple L's. Had Raptors laying seven against the Grizz. The Grizz win by eight, 108-100. But, of course, that's an outright upset. And then the Donkster was laying five with the Suns against the Bulls. And the Suns win, but they do not cover 115-113. So it's early in the week. You're 0-1. I'm 2-0. And the Donkster is 0-2. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on a Tuesday morning. It's January 23rd. I cannot believe it. Well, let's go to last night in the NBA and a couple of absolutely incredible performances on the hardwood. We start in Philadelphia, where the Sixers beat the Spurs 133-123. The Spurs cover the number. They were getting 14. The Sixers minus 1,100 on the money line. Your total set at 237.5 at BetMGM. Please get me a robe. The overhits, Joel Embiid. Playing like the MVP he is. Going off for a franchise record, 70 points, Double D. Chance at 70. Embiid. Coast to coast for 70. Oh, my goodness. Embiid goes 
24 of 41 from the field, one of two from long range. Chelsea, you're going to love this. He also makes 21 of 23 free throws, and he breaks the previous franchise record set by Wilt Chamberlain, who scored 68 points for Philly back on December 16th. 1967 what an otherworldly performance from Joel Embiid oh we knew he could score but 70 from a big man is Mm. like you said absolutely otherworldly and of course doing it on the 18 year anniversary of Kobe Bryant's 81 point performance if you remember that night this is what we used to see from guards and guys like that but now it feels like It is truly the era of the big man. Also, we will get to Carl Anthony Towns later in this segment. Another big man posting a huge night, uh, but 70 points. My God. We knew that, you know, obviously he would probably be a little bit more efficient than Kobe Bryant because he's, you know, shooting a lot of layups. But he also was making threes in this game. Like one of these was a long range three from Joel Embiid. I wish I would have played this, but again, his points prop was 34 and a half. I felt like I couldn't justify it being that high because normally his points prop is, you know, around 30 and that's justifiable, but 34 and a half, I was like, oh, maybe that's going to be a sweat. But the thing is when Joel Embiid goes against fellow big men, we know that Joel Embiid is one of the more petty guys in the league. And it felt like this was him wagging his finger in the face of Wimby and saying, no, young man, this is still my league. Welcome. And uh, I'm your reigning MVP for a reason. Yeah, he was just he was just unstoppable last night. And he has been so consistent. Right now, if you look at the MVP market, I believe, who's the favorite right now? Nikola Jokic, I believe, is still the favorite. Then it's Joel Embiid. And then you have Shea Gil-Alexander followed by Luka Doncic. But this is why the MVP markets can change so quickly. Embiid has now scored 30 points in 21 consecutive games. The Sixers have won six straight. So, Chelsea, when you're talking about that points prop, you know Embiid is probably going to get 30. The question is, can he touch 35? Can he touch 36? And when you're playing at such a high level, you're not wrong. Yeah, this is an incredible performance. Rarely do you see a player touch 70. But also at the same time, the number is always right there when you're betting on a big man like Joel Embiid. Well, because also the mashup was there. Uh, Coming into this game, the Spurs were giving up some of the most points to opposing centers of any team in the NBA. I will say the Sixers did not cover this number. This game was actually pretty close throughout. Wimby had a big night as well. I know everybody is going to be talking about the 70 points, rightfully so. But Wimby is certainly progressing as a young guy in the NBA. 33 points in this one. Uh, Let's see how many rebounds he had. But a big night. Seven Seven rebounds, two assists, somebody who is clearly improving, and somebody to watch, obviously, in the Rookie of the Year award category. I was thinking this. When you see these big-time performances where guys Mm -hmm. score a ton of points, we've seen some of these over the years where the team doesn't even win. Like, remember when Devin Booker went for – I can't remember what it was. It was, like, maybe 70 something like that, and the Suns lost that game. That's back when the Suns were terrible. Do you think this style of basketball is actually kind of tough to win with when you're playing hero ball and isolation basketball where it's one guy shooting every single shot? Yes, it's impressive to score 70 points, but sometimes 
it doesn't feel like the best recipe for winning. Oh, I agree. It also depends on game flow. And what I mean by that is, are you just isolating a guy to get him points? Is the flow of the game just sort of working out where this guy's unstoppable, the basket is this big and he can't miss? Are you not distributing the ball enough? So we have an example of that in the next game where Carl Anthony Towns goes off, but the T-Wolves lose. And so he played a great game, but the team didn't play a great game. Whereas last night in Philly, it was a great team effort and Embiid went off. So I think it depends on a couple of factors, but you make a good point, which is just because a guy goes off doesn't necessarily mean the guys around you get it done. So let's get into this T-Wolves game in Minnesota. The Hornets pull the upset outright. 128-125, the Hornets were getting 14 points. They were plus 800, 8-1 to one on the money line at BetMGM. Your over-under is set at 222, the over-hits. So you know you're doing something special when you're the talk of the game, but it's in a loss. However, Carl Anthony Towns, a franchise record, 62 points for Minnesota, including 44 in the first half alone. He's having one of the best nights of his young career. He's 7 for 7, but it's overshadowed by the 48 for Towns. Towns looking for a 50-burger. Call courtesy of Bally Sports, but we mentioned, okay, what happens when a star goes off and your team doesn't play well? Well, we saw it in this game. Carl Anthony Towns goes cold in the fourth quarter, just 2 of 10 from the field. Minnesota gets outscored 36 to 18 in the final frame. They didn't play good defense. The Hornets are a bad basketball team. So there's your example right there. You have a superstar going off, but a bad performance by Minnesota. Well, also, he was not hot when it counted in the fourth quarter. And it's wild to me that he could score 62 points, but yet his plus minus last night was zero. Like, how does that even happen? Like, I understand it's dependent on the team as well because it's, you know, what the score is when you're on the floor. But still, that's a wild stat to me. And plus, to lose to the Hornets, it would be one thing if you're like, okay, he scored 62 and a loss to the Nuggets. That's one thing. But you lost to a team that has a total of five wins this season away from Charlotte. So, I don't know what the takeaway is here for the T-Wolves, a team that looks like uh, one of the better teams in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. a team that was really good at home, 17-3 and three at home, yeah. entering this game. So uh, a bittersweet moment, I suppose, for Carl Anthony Towns. I wanted to see what the players and the coaches had to say about Anthony Towns going off but also losing this game. And Cat himself said, having a night like that on a loss – doesn't feel very good or historic. But the best quote was from Minnesota head coach Chris Finch. He was not pleased. His quote, it was an absolutely disgusting performance of defense and immature basketball all through the game. I would have said immature just to point out how disgusted I was. But there you go. Great job by your all-star but a bad performance all around defensively and shooting wise by the T-Wolves. And the head coach pointed that out, I think, pretty astutely. (sighs) Yeah, he said it was disrespectful to the game. Like, one would think (laughs) that a game in which somebody scores that many points, you would not use the word disrespectful unless you were saying it, you know, he ran up the score on the other team, but not the case. 
Uh, so we'll see how the T-Wolves respond. Like I said, this is a team that's young, and I think maybe that is the knock on the T-Wolves going into the postseason because they have had an incredible start to the season. But sometimes we see this with young teams. And if you're struggling now, wait till it gets to the postseason because you'll truly be tested of your immaturity. Immaturity. We were so immature last night on the court. <laughs> Coming up next here on the show, the Chiefs are back in the AFC title game for the sixth consecutive year, but the road to the Super Bowl goes through Baltimore. That is next on the Daily Tip for Becure. It is presented by BetMGM. Come on back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM, with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the Bet QL Network. It is Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you along with us on a Tuesday. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. Coming up here in just a bit, Baltimore will host the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1971 when they were the Colts. Amazing. We will get you ready for championship weekend in the NFL. I'll tell you what else is amazing. The offer from Applebee's yesterday. This is not a paid advertisement a paid ad did you hear about this chelsea where applebee's decided that they would sell these gift cards and for two hundred dollars at applebee's you buy a gift card and you get to go to applebee's once a week for 52 weeks and order up to 30 bucks worth of food alcohol not included taxes not included and you can do this once a week for 52 weeks. So it's worth $1,500. You could get this gift card for 200 They sold out immediately. For a while, their website crashed. But if they were looking for promotion and people talking about Applebee's, guess what? It worked because here we are. We're talking about the bees. Does anyone call it the bees? No, they don't. But I do. Would you take advantage of this deal? I would. 200 bucks. For a full year at Applebee's? Hell yeah, brother. Bring it on. Yeah, of course. This feels like a no-brainer, and there is no coincidence that it sold out so quickly. But the only reason we're talking about it is for those lucky people. Like, I am not going to go eat at Applebee's for this reason. Like, I would have gotten it. If mm -hmm. I would have gotten it, I would have gone to eat there. But, like, I'm not thinking, oh, I heard about Applebee's in the headlines. Now I'm going to go there. If it was a great deal, like, I'd go there. But it's not my first choice when it comes mm -hmm. to chain restaurants. What are your chain restaurant rankings like of Ooh. restaurants that you know you can get a good meal at? What are your favorite? What's your top three power rankings, chain restaurants? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. It's tough for me because since I live in the heart of D.C., there aren't many chain restaurants around here. Oh. Like if I lived in the Burbs, I think it'd be easier. So no, I'm being honest. I'm not, I'm not being classy. I'm talking, I don't have a car. I'm talking about right. just actual convenience. 
So if I want to go to a chain restaurant, we got to get in the car. We got to get an Uber and go somewhere. But I would say number one for me is ah, I got to go Chili's. I love Chili's. Yep. Everyone loves. I love Chili's. I like Fridays, former TGI Fridays, but they just closed like six restaurants in this area. Chili's number one. What's number two for me? Oh, probably I love Red Lobster. That's probably two. Matt says no, but he used to work at Red Lobster, so he can't do that. I would go Chili's, Red Lobster, and then, you know what? It's either Olive Garden or Applebee's. So it's not for lack of appreciation for chain restaurants. It's lack of access. But Catherine and I were talking a couple weeks ago. She literally said, when are we going to go to Chili's? I was like, hey, we'll just pick a night and we'll do it, honey. So what about you? Top three. I think Chili's is up there. This is in no order. I'm going to go Chili's. I'm going to go Cracker Barrel. And I'm going to go Texas Roadhouse. That or Logan. Oh. Like, I feel like they're the same restaurant. Like, Logan's, Texas Roadhouse, the same yeast rolls that are amazing. You can both throw peanuts on the ground, which is not really a plus for me. Like, I don't really want to step on your used peanuts, Uh but people love that. I think those are my favorite three. Cracker Barrel has to have a spot for me. And here in the South, it's at every single exit. When you're making Uh a road trip, there's always a Cracker Barrel. And I'm pretty sure you can eat at Cracker Barrel cheaper than you can eat at Chick-fil-A. It is wild how low their prices are. Like you can feed a family of four for like 30 bucks. It's crazy. Well, maybe not 30 bucks, but you get what I'm saying. So those are my three. I like Chili's, Cracker Barrel, Texas Roadhouse. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Man, I feel like those are upscale. But you're right. Those are chain restaurants, so those are good ones. Let's bring in Double D. And I bring in Double D because apparently he used to work at Applebee's. Double D, get on in here. If I could get your neighborhood burger, a side of fries, and I guess I'll have a triple chocolate melt and a Diet Coke. Can we do that? You want a Diet Coke? How about I make you one yeah, of our specialty Coke. drinks, sir? Oh, what oh, do you have no. on the menu, sir? The $1 oh, yeah. margaritas. $1 margaritas. <laughs> are terrible. $1 Long Island iced teas. Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, dude. I love a good Long Island. Love yeah, it. For a dollar? Oh, yeah. That yeah. can be good. Oh, oh, bar, <laughs> bar liquor all the way and all those for sure. Dude, the first week that the lovely Catherine and I dated, this is week one, by the way. I think this is our third date in the first week. I've told this story before, but we were supposed to go to a comedy show, see Hannibal Burris, and it didn't work out because we couldn't find seats, and it had moved because of COVID. 
And so we just bought Long Island iced teas and our friends came out and we were like making out on the couch in the lounge outside of the auditorium. And it was all because of those Long Island iced teas. I'm like, oh my God, what do people think of us? Holy crap. Long Island iced teas, man. Double D, I would bet you have a special concoction too. When you're making a drink, you're not going by the house rules or whatever Applebee says to put in your Long Island iced tea. You're like, you know what? I'm going to shut ever clear in there. The double D special. <laughs> Listen, hey, my 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 specialty actually was uh, mm-hmm. a chocolate frozen drink that was alcoholic. What? So yeah, we, is it a mudslide? We we did mudslides and grasshoppers. So I preferred doing ah, the grasshoppers. But oh. yeah, I was pretty good at the mudslides too. Is David, it any I have a question. Shock. Oh, go ahead, Charles. I was just going to say, do you judge people who order grasshoppers? Because one time I was at a, I want to say it was either a Twin Peaks or a Tilted Kilt, like one of those restaurants where like the girls are hot and wearing the like small outfits. And I was with this guy that I worked with and he ordered a mudslide and he was like hitting on the waitress too, who was like maybe 16. And I was just like, oh my God, how many red flags are we going to see here? Like, do you think that you can make fun of a dude for ordering a mudslide or a grasshopper? I absolutely, listen, I'm one of the most unjudgmental bartenders you're ever going to meet in your entire life. To each their own. If it's a drink that you like, then go for it. That's a dessert. Well, yeah, it is. It, it is a dessert. <laughs> but see, it's it's that guy getting a chocolate shake that has the adult theme to it. The best shake, though, uh. the best shake I've ever had was at Red Robin. The Blue Moon Shake was out of this world. Unbelievable. Oh, is it a beer good. shake? It's a beer shake. It is fantastic. They used to sell those at twin spring training games. That was like their selling point. People would come from all over for these beer shakes. I never had one mm-hmm. because it sounds gross, but clearly they must be all right because people loved them. I thought the same thing when I first heard it. I was I read it on the menu. I was like, blue moon shake. What kind of shenanigans is this? I'm not, okay, I've got to try it. I'm a blue moon fan. Let's see how. It was absolutely delicious hmm i just put it together if you can't see double d right now his sweet daughter dyed his beard purple right and so of course what are the two drinks you mentioned willy wonka the grasshopper and the mudslide the two chocolate drinks willy i knew it now it all makes sense actually my friend came up with a better one yesterday he goes you know what you look like you look like those jars of peanut butter and jelly put together. <laughs> oh. That's for the mix. Oh, you got the peanut butter right there, right there below the lip. A lot of jelly, by the way. It's heavy jelly. A little bit of peanut butter, I mean, a lot of jelly. On I, am, I am a jelly kind of guy, so. <laughs> okay, so who actually buys those jars of the mix of jelly and peanut butter? That just mm-hmm. feels messy to me. I am somebody who is keen on separation of foods. I love mm. the dividers and the plates. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, it's all going to the same place. No, it's gross if food touches. Am I the only person that's like this? Even when I go to like buffets, I don't want my food touching. I eat my Thanksgiving dinner in shifts. What do you in mean? In shifts? Like you're working at the factory? 
I will do I will do turkey first or or sides first, but none of it can okay. touch. And and it's I'm the same like that, yeah. and it's the same way for like burgers and fries, macaroni and cheese and anything. Like I have to eat the the side or the the entree first and then I move on to the other thing, but they can never touch. Food touching is gross. What? Exactly. We're all for I feel food like a Thanksgiving though. <laughs> yeah, but oh my god. But if, if food is touching, don't you fill up a Thanksgiving plate? Like if your potatoes are touching your dressing, like it just like you can't handle it. I feel like all that stuff together is great. No, we have Ooh. we have container trays. The the little old school container trays that like it's what? like it's a TV dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for kids. Yeah. I think I blame my mom because I grew up eating those. She would put the veggies, the chicken nuggets that were, you know, the dino nuggets or whatever. And then we put like fruit or something. So I blame her. We always grew up eating off of those plates that had the dividers. So now I want that for life. Uh, I'm just thinking about Thanksgiving. I'm going to just pour it all on there. The turkey, I don't care. The dress, is it touching? Is there mac? I don't care. It's all going down the gullet. I mean, I'm not mixing it together. That's gross. But if it's touching, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not like, like a kid, like, yeah, look at this. It's a Thanksgiving soup. I'm just saying that if it's touching, it's okay. I don't want it on top of one another. But I'm not going to have, like, separate little containers for each individual side. I hate everybody's argument with this, too. Chelsea, how many times have people told you, it's going to all mix in your stomach anyway, so why not do it? Shut up. I, I'm OCD yeah, about like this You don't stuff. eat those foods really? together. But you want to hear something really gross? When I was sure. in college and we had the athletic uh, cafeteria, so all of the athletes would go to the same cafeteria. So the wrestlers would come down. And I don't know if you know that much about wrestling. David, I feel like you wrestled or something. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I may have um, wrestled. Yeah, but you have to make weight or you have to lose weight. So some of these little guys were trying to make weight. So they would put food in a gallon Ziploc bag and mix it all together and take it out of the cafeteria. It would be like Ugh. lasagna, salad. And you're like, gross. Like, And they would just go home and eat it. It would be all mixed together in a Ziploc bag. Now that's nasty. That's a different level of mixing your food. Touching is different than mixing. Do you know what I mean? If something touches on my yeah. plate, I'm like, eh, whatever. But I'm not putting all the ingredients in a bag and shaking it up like I'm going to freeze it before I go into space. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No way. It was gross. Like, freeze I'm glad I've never had lasagna. to watch my... Ugh. These wrestlers. And, like, those foods, it was always, like, Italian food of some sort. And you would see them leaving, and you're like, is that spaghetti and cereal? What are we doing here? They're like, yeah, I got to gain weight. I'm like, there's other ways to do it. Okay, so, so that's gaining weight. Do you know how? Yeah. Back in the day, and this is this is before all this. Purging. No, it wasn't purging. Eating disorder. On the day of a meet, our, our head coach would make us take a shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning so that we could cut weight that day. Does that work? Is that a diuretic? It does work. It is not a diuretic, but it contracts your stomach so you eat less. Oh. oh okay. No wonder all the basic girls on TikTok are drinking it. 
it smells Double disgusting. D, I a question. It does smell gross. We have the lovely Catherine has tried that. She always gets influenced. Every now and then I'll look in the refrigerator. I'm like, oh, what is this? This is something from TikTok. Did you do Greco-Roman Double D? Were you in some regional wrestling getup that I don't know about? When did you wrestle? Because you'd be a good wrestler. I, I, I need to come up with a name for you, like the Purple Bear or something. I mean, I'm just I'm just right now spitballing. But when did you wrestle? I wrestled in high school and junior yeah. high. Yeah. So undefeated about. record in high school. I went one and oh. Really? Yeah. Oh. Wait. Oh. <laughs> one and oh? One and oh. You one and done? One and oh, baby. You quit? Yeah. And it was it was uh it was is it was a tough match. I didn't know if I was gonna win. I I walked out there, they raised my hand because it was a forfeit from the other team. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, intimidation. Man, when I was like a kid, the little we giants. Were, oh, we, we were so Foaming into wrestling. The all the, <laughs> we were so into wrestling. All the, all the people in my neighborhood, all the guys that there was there was one kid at the end of our. We'd always everyone had a trampoline when I was a kid in the '80s, and we'd all wrestle on trampolines. And there was one kid, Barrett Clark, and Barrett was I think he was doing steroids later on in high school. That's a different story. <laughs> and Barrett, I was walking down the street one day. He goes, "You want the title belt?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I got on his trampoline, and I swear to God, he grabbed me, he raked my face across the trampoline, he pinned me, and he goes, get out of here. And I lost the title belt that day. It's not a good moment for me. <laughs> Coming up next, <laughs> we're going to try to talk some football. Maybe we'll talk more wrestling. Who knows? The Lions taking their Motown magic out west. Maybe we'll go back to the AFC. It's a Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Sounds like an 80s countdown. I miss those days. Casey Kasem, man. If you want to go down a fun, just a rabbit hole on YouTube, if you're an 80s kid like me and you listen to, what was it? America's Top 40 with Casey Kasem. Watch Bill Hader's impression of Casey Kasem and some of these skits that didn't make SNL that they tried to make happen on YouTube. It's really, really funny. That's just my little personal aside there because chelsea you're like who are you talking about i was when were you born 2005 or something you're so much younger than me (laughs) well that's generous no i was born in 1988 so i'm like not that young i'm gonna be turning 36 in february so it's not like i'm some gen z bopping around you know on my tiktok i'm 30 i'm about to be 36 whatever you're a child (laughs) i mean you're not a child that's not what I mean. Not ma- ma- I'm in you're mature. Yeah. I'm not ah, you're young, not old. but I'm not 36 old. 36 is nothing. 36 is nothing. That's a drop in the bucket. I had a friend For of men. mine say, my friend, oh, well, I'm, dude, I'm lucky to be alive. I mean, I'm 50. <laughs> my friend Jasmine last week goes, oh, I'm turning 28. I was like, Jasmine. 28? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. No. She was like, oh, I don't know what to do, Michael Jenkins. I'm turning 28. And I was like, Jasmine, for the love of God. 28 years old, almost twice your age. Don't talk to me about that. 
Every day I'm on this planet, it's a gift, Chelsea. That's what I say to myself. <laughs> it's just a gift. When is the Sounded first time? Like do you remember? <laughs> Every Do day you, I'm on uh, this planet, it's oh, a gift. Man. Life is a blessing. <laughs> oh, Matt just oh, Matt turns 32 in one week. Our technical oh. production guru. We're on the air this morning because of Matt. It was close. It was dicey. We were almost sending out just like carrier pigeons this morning to communicate with people. It's going to be Morse code. We barely got on the air. We were having some technical problems, and Maddie worked it out for us. So thank you for that, Matt. Do you ever have a moment, or did you have a moment in your life where you thought, wow, because I remember this specifically when, and I don't think you're old at all. Like, I think 36 is nothing. But in your mind, did you ever have something happen to you, someone say something to you? There was an experience, and you thought, oh, I'm older than I thought I was. Yeah, when girls who are 10 years younger than me come up to me and say, wow, you look great for your age. Oh, and I'm like, did yeah. you have to say that last part? <laughs> or like, you look great for a mom. And I'm like, cool. Uh, well, I cool. am my age and sure. I am a mom. So I guess I can't take those things away. And I understand the compliment, but it never feels it good. You know, when some 25 year old's like, yeah, you look great for your age. Like, I'm not 60. Like, I'm not that old. So it's like, when you say for your age, mm -hmm. I feel like you need to be at least, like, over 50 for a female. Like, when you say somebody yeah. looks great for their age, I think of somebody like Halle Berry or Jennifer Aniston or, you know, who's the one people are always talking about? Helen Mirren. The yeah. Helen Mirren, how she's like, I don't even know how old she is. How old is she, like? Meryl Streep. 70? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, those are the people I think of that compliment going towards. People who look good truly for their age. Because, like, J-Lo and some of them look, like, 35. Mm -hmm. Also, they are celebrities, and they can have every single advantage that you can possibly think of when it comes yeah. to their appearance. So, when you hear that, that kind of sucks. I will say last year, turning 35 was not a fun one. Because it's like the, what's the demographics? Isn't it 18 to 35? is like one yeah. of the demographics. So now this next year, I'm going to be out of that demographic and I'm going to be in the 36 to, what is it, 50? Like, ah, God, you're fine. I'm in the middle age group. You're fine. You're just fine, Chelsea. I wouldn't worry about it. I know what happened to me is when someone called me Mr. Jenkins. I was like, Mr.? What are you talking about? Why oh, boy, mister. <laughs> oh, boy, mister. Wow. I promise I'll be here every day to give you your paper each and every morning. Thanks for the quarter, sir. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> what are we doing? And now I just, you know, I just got to accept it. Although I will say I felt much better. This is just me being in my head. But, of course, I'm always, like, bouncing around the neighborhood and, Sometimes I'll just pop in somewhere. I'll be like, you know, I'll have a drink. And there's this one bar in particular, which I will not name it. And I used to go there all the time because a buddy of mine started that bar and he's not there anymore. And I popped in a couple weeks ago by myself. I had two drinks and I left. And I will say I got the feeling that they looked at me like some creeper because it was kind of a younger crowd. And I'm just like, whatever. I don't care. I'll have a drink. I'll watch the game. It doesn't bother me. And it was the same two bartenders in there. And they were nice, but reticent, maybe is a good way to put it. And then last weekend, 
Catherine was like, I want to go. I was like, yeah, let's go. I bring in the lovely Catherine. Oh, I was treated like, oh, well, maybe this guy isn't a creeper after all. Look at this girl with him. Oh, maybe he's a nice. And it was just like 180 degree difference where I went from possibly being a creeper to, oh, he has a girlfriend and she's attractive and they seem like they get along really well. Maybe. And I didn't know if I should be, if I should feel good about that or insulted. Yeah, I don't know. That is odd. Yeah. I do you know think I mean? it is a different. See, I like don't. I feel like I can't relate because if you are like, say, if I was your age and out at a bar, people would be like, shouldn't she be home with her family? <laughs> right. I feel like it's less creepy when a man is out like at a bar. Like, it's not like my personal opinion. It just feels like that's the way that the oh, world sure. works. Uh, also, you're in a, a main area like you're in the city. Like if you yeah. were out in the suburbs, like drinking till 3 a.m. at like the Applebee's in the suburbs, I think that would be different. But you right. are in D.C. There are a lot of people who work corporate jobs who go out for happy hour. I think that's one of the first things I noticed when I came to D.C. Oh, yeah. is that everybody's in suits. Happy hour is a big deal. Uh, and I felt True. like I didn't have like a big girl job because I was like bebopping around. And I think it was St. Patrick's Day. And I had on like all green. I was like bebopping around. I was like, yay, St. Patrick's Day. What am I going to bet on today? I even brought my computer to like the Starbucks or something. I was like, who? let's see who goes off in March Madness. And meanwhile, there are people with like government badges on. They're probably doing very important work for our country. And I'm just like, woo, who gets to the round of 16? <laughs> I'm not, no, I feel you though. I was sitting next to this guy a couple nights ago, and I was like, "What do you do?" He's like, "I'm a toxicologist for the federal government." I was like, "Oh, well, I think the Packers might be able to cover this weekend." <laughs> I guess we do need to talk about football. Yeah, you're doing toxicology reports. You might be just, I don't know, a billion times smarter than me. NFC title game Sunday at six thirty, Chelsea. Speaking of the Packers, who hung with the Niners but could not get it done, it is San Francisco hosting Detroit. The Niners laying seven. Niners minus 300. Lions plus 240. Total set at 51. It's early. It's a Tuesday. So I'm not locking in this pick just yet, but I have to say my early lean is Niners minus seven. I feel like a lot of people are going to say, man, the Niners just scratched by the Packers. But ultimately, this is a Lions secondary that I think can be had. And also, I think George Kittle is going to have a huge game in this one because aren't the Lions really, really bad against opposing tight ends? And George Kittle mm -hmm. had, what, 81 yards last week against the Packers? I think his number this week is somewhere in, like, the low 60s. So those are just some of the things I'm looking at, at least early on. Yeah, although sabotage factor for that one is if Debo Samuel plays. Because think yeah, about true. the targets that Debo Samuel would have had. Some of those may be going to George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. And so you won't get maybe as much as he would have gotten last game. But if the matchup is there, those are the throws that he would be getting anyway, you know, over the middle. So it is a bit of a different handicap there. But half of betting on the NFL, I feel like, is the mental gymnastics that you have to do in thinking, okay, my first thought as a public you know, Joe Schmo saying, oh, the Niners looked bad last week. Guess we got to take the other side. Don't you always try to consider like the opposite side of whatever the public play is going to be? Because mm -hmm. wouldn't you imagine so many people saw the Niners squeaking by the Packers and saying, oh, well, the Lions are good. Let's take the seven with the, the, the Lions here. 
for that reason, I feel like I got to be on the Niners. You got to go contrarian. I think so too. I think everyone is hot on the Lions and I understand why. And also there's an excitement with the Lions, I think right now, that isn't there with the Niners. And I, I, I get it. It's awesome to see the Lions in the playoffs. We knew San Francisco would be here, right? They were at this point last year. Kyle Shanahan continues to do a, a fantastic job taking his team to this point. All he needs to do is get over the hump and win a world championship. But if you're just a an outsider or or even someone who just sort of follows football, you know that the Lions are doing something special. Everyone's talking about the Lions, and they had two home games, and it's very exciting. But ultimately, if you take all of that fanfare and excitement away, I feel like the Niners are just the more dominant club here because – I'm like you. I see everyone on Detroit, and especially this time of year, when I see everyone on one side, that's when I start looking at the other. So I'm the same way. Yeah, did you see the story of the Lions fan that is in hospice and dyed his hair blue like because of the Lions oh playoff God. run? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. And then I was like, well, but the Niners are really good, so I'll be rooting for the Lions but I will probably still be betting on the Niners. I felt like a really bad person. Um, But it just feels like we will probably see an inkling of the Niners team that we saw throughout the year. Because think about Mm -hmm. it. If you look at the larger sample size, the Niners were extremely dominant. And if you look at the Lions, they have been a defense and a secondary all season long that's been very susceptible to the pass. Like, what were the numbers in their last two games? Giving up at least 349 pass yards in each of the last two games, I'm not saying Brock Purdy's going to like sling it down the field. He was a little wobbly in that last game, but still, he's got cheat codes for receivers. He's got Kittle. He's got Ayuk. He's got Debo Samuel, who looks to be trending in the right direction as well. And oh, by the way, Christian McCaffrey just runs all over just about anybody. So feels like the Niners are the play for me. Maybe the spread worries me, but Niners first look. Oh, I'm looking forward to Championship Sunday. Oh, I think I'm getting sick. I don't, I don't think I'm a bit of make it here on Monday. I may just have to call in sick and watch football Sunday. That'll make me feel better. Coming up next on the show, can we find some value on the hardwood? And can Double D fire me up a whiskey bacon burger from Applebee's? It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.